1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. It's raining men. Hallelujah, it's raining men. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, a man that never has been accused of flopping, Tim Murray. Good morning, Tim. I may, I may have a flop or two on my resume. You think? Yeah, maybe a couple. <laughs> Were you, uh, did you draw a lot of charges when you played? Uh, as I got older, um, you know, in college when I wasn't quite the scorer that I once was in high school, uh, had to had to tweak the game a little bit. So, yeah, I think my senior year tried to outwit the uh, the opponent and get, sure. the, uh, get the old charge a little bit more. But, uh, yeah. Another two, I wasn't Shane Battier or, you know, one of these big-time charger charge guys. But, yeah, I got, I got a handful of charges. Well, the Celtics are sure trying to draw some of those on Giannis, and every time they don't get the call, they just whine. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of whining. It, it's, it's, uh, it's something right now across the league. I yeah. mean, and, I mean, the refing, the refing is... It's an issue. I thought Giannis's response was hilarious the other night, though, uh, when he was asked about if he would uh, was going to complain about the refs. I don't know who was he trying to talk to the PR guy. I'm not sure. Said, I, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, so he was like, he was like, what? He called out some guy's name. It was like Scott or something like that. He's like, what? What's the fine? He's like, what's the fine? Twenty thousand dollars. He's like, nah. I got diapers. I got diapers. I got to pay for so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty funny. He's a this is a tough series to officiate, you know. Yeah, uh, it's Giannis is a, one of the hardest guys to officiate in the league, I'm sure. And uh, the other guys, it's just a physical, you know, crazy series, and, and that's tough to officiate. So it, it doesn't look pretty, but um, just the guys whining about it all the time makes it appear even worse, you know. Yeah, and it's. So the uh, the quote was he goes how much does it cost twenty thousand dollars I should save my money I have to buy diapers <laughs> Giannis you gotta love it see like it's, you it's, know in, that's, Giannis, that's so much different than um, uh, what's his name of the Warriors Draymond oh Draymond that, uh, which it. actually I actually thought it was kind of funny that Draymond you know said last week like you know I make twenty million I can afford. 25 grand or whatever yeah. which is which is true i it mean is, whatever it's true for Giannis too but he yeah. still doesn't think that way it's, it's like... just so i mean Giannis is as i texted the group over the weekend i said and i've said it on this show just every morning whoever you uh whoever you say your prayers to thank your thank add in uh hey thanks for Giannis because yeah. it's i mean it's incredible i mean what he what he is, what the type of player he is, the performance that he had on Saturday, 42. Uh, yeah, Drew played really well, too. Um, my guy playing at Pat had a couple big threes. Yeah. What about his catch-high, shoot-high technique? I saw that video. I must have missed that uh, on Saturday. But the kick to the corner just kept it high and yeah, he's shot been, the three. He's been doing that lately. And actually, he hasn't been too successful with it until this last game. Now, he hit a couple of them like that. That's an incredible shot. Yeah. You know, there's no rhythm or anything. He just catches it up by his forehead and launches it right away. 
Yeah, he said, catch high, keep high. And, uh, yeah, it is that is a quick release. And uh, what an important one. It was in the fourth quarter, hitting the corner. Um, so what was uh, what was the, the scene like uh, at Fiserv on, oh, it was, on Saturday afternoon? It, it was raucous, you know. I don't know. There's a, a picture that uh, our old boss here, Joe, sent me that he took off his TV that was when the, the cameras came by the, the scorer's table. So there was a picture of me up on TV. He took a, a shot of it, and I was cracking up. And it was because the guys behind me were riding the Celtics coach so hard. The guy uh, behind me yelled, you're delusional to the <laughs> coach. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It cracked me up. So I, I was laughing there. The, I think it even kind of cracked the coach up. He kind of turned his head a little bit like, what? Come on. Yeah, that third quarter, I got to imagine the place was uh, was on fire. It was, so. yeah. I mean, it, it was an awesome atmosphere. It's so fun. I mean, that how insane was the finish of that game? Nuts. I mean, I, I, literally, your fingernails were chewed down to a nub by the end of that one. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's been a remarkable series, to say the least. And, uh, you know, and now a 2-1 series lead. So it's a, a, ch- a chance to uh, to really put a stranglehold on this thing come uh, come tonight. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, going in, we all said it's going to be an ugly series, defensive battle, and that's what it is, you know. There's uh, nobody's shooting real great or anything, and um, that's because it's such a great defensive series. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the referee may not have been great, but boy, oh boy, I uh, I thought Marcus Smart was going up on that one. <laughs> I, I thought he was getting three <laughs> shots. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. I this. mean, I it's the right tactic to do by Drew, but man. That's that's why coaches, you know, even though, you know, mathematically and schematically, it's probably the right move down three. You foul because you can't lose, right? You foul, and you know what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to make both free throws. But holy moly, uh, that! <laughs> well, sh- I, they, they I mean, did call it more on the like the swing of the ball, right? He got him down low, and then he pulled. You know, and they've they've tried to. Police that rule, which is the pull-through rule, where you get your hand in, and that was kind of the James Harden, you know, quick, as soon as he saw the hand, your hand was over his hands, he'd quickly, like, kind of flail his hands up to try to get the shots. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure a bunch of people at Fiserv were the, uh, the uh, heart skipped a beat or two there. Oh, for sure. But, and you then, know. And then the end of the game, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know how it felt in the arena, like watching the tip backs and all that. I mean, the uh, was it Horford who who had the tip yeah. in? But like you could, on television, you could see clear as day. That thing was in his hand. Oh, yeah. No, in, you couldn't so. tell until they showed the replay in the arena and the whole place just erupted, even before the ref made the call. You know, just, yeah. uh, but it was, I, I, <laughs> Watching it live, I was like, "Did did every Celtic touch the ball on that?" I it know. seemed like <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, I mean, thank God it was just a half a second too late. But you know, when you talk about the calls, what about the disparity in free throws? Yeah, what was it sixteen nothing to start or something like that? Or? The the final quarter. I mean, 
Yeah. And and the Celtics shot twice as many free throws as the Bucks. And we've got Giannis, a guy that complete that drives the lane relentlessly. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, so. Giannis shot twelve of the of the team's seventeen free throws. The only other two, I mean, Brooke got there a couple times. Bobby Portis got there a couple times, and that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting to kind of keep a keep tabs on that. I mean, it's it's funny. I mean the the roller coaster I'm sure Boston's having right now of of Tatum um, because in Game One, you know, he was all over the place, and then I mean they they completely shut him down yesterday or on Saturday, I mean, completely just bottled him up. Yeah, and you know the. It's all over Twitter. All the Celtics nation is just complaining about the refereeing and how how it's in the Bucks' favor. And everyone's like, "How uh, how are you coming to this conclusion? Do you see the free throw disparity?" And even Grant Williams is liking all kinds of comments that are like uh, about Giannis and things like that. He's out there, and it's just. I just want to say, you know, just because Giannis is bigger, stronger faster, more athletic than anything you've had to deal with. It's uh doesn't mean it's it is unfair just because of that, but not because of what the referees are doing and he hasn't even played his best game yet. So <laughs> buckle in Buttercup, it's going to get uh, even more fun I think with uh if he has a better you know one of his top games coming up. Um so how about so this is interesting. So it's either my computer listening to me or just knowing that I like a lot of Bucks things, but a Twitter feed called Bucks Film Room just tweeted this out a couple hours ago. It said, in the first three quarters, Giannis took 12 shots in the paint, attempted 12 free throws. In the fourth quarter, Giannis took eight shots in the paint, but did not attempt a free throw. Holiday became the first player since 1993 to take 30 shots in a playoff game and not attempt a single free throw. Holiday took 14 of his 30 shots in the paint. Wow. Yeah. That's, see, come on. You cannot, you cannot Both. tell me that uh, the Celtics had a, a, you know, that the referees were favoring the Bucs with, with statistics like that. Both Derek White and Jalen Brown recorded single playoff career highs in free throw attempts. White took six shots total, and only two of those shots came in the paint. Derek White had eight free throws attempted, and Jalen Brown had eleven. So, there you go. Good, uh, good breakdown there from the. Because that's the thing that too. It is about you know. I remember you know, in high school, coaches would get all mad, like looking at the foul discrepancy. But it it, it does have to do with how you play the game. And I think, you know, that Twitter feed pointing out the fact that Giannis gets in the lane, Drew Holiday, almost half his shots came inside the paint. And to have no, you know, free throw attempts is pretty stunning. So, yeah. Back, yeah. You know, back in the pre-Giannis days, when we weren't as good of a team, uh, we'd always be on the downside of, the, of this discrepancy. You know, we'd always have less free throws. And it was because... We didn't drive the lane. We didn't go to the hoop. And, you know, can't complain about that when that's the case. But, you know, this team obviously is is built to go to the hoop. So It was like the Shaq factor for a while. I mean, you could have almost called a foul on Shaq every single time. Yeah. But it was hard to do it because he's so big and strong that, you know, he he's able to maneuver through it. But 
yeah, it's uh, sometimes it's almost to the detriment of you that that your best player is, you know, a that much of a seven beast? foot monster <laughs> yeah. that uh, can't be stopped. So, oh man, but he has these games, man. It's so great. I mean, you know, obviously the NBA, the the finals last year is is going to go down in in history. I mean, the performance that he had, but you know, to do it again. You know, on Saturday afternoon, we'll see. We'll see what the encore is uh, come uh, come Monday night. Yeah, or got, tonight. I should got it say. coming up so, tonight. So, so. Uh, if we win this one, we're really in the driver's seat. So yeah, and I mean the rest of the you know the Eastern Conference now is all tied up at uh, the other series. I should say all tied up at two uh, with Philly and Miami. One sixteen, one hundred eight. Philly wins last night. James Harden actually had a uh, a quality performance. Yeah. Thirty one points. Showed like, uh, hey, I can actually, uh, you know, because he had, I mean, he had been awful really this for the most part this postseason. So, but they're a it, completely different team with Embiid back. Oh, for sure, absolutely. So that series even up two, um, Dallas even things up at two. Uh, so, you know, there was certainly the the Suns have some questions because they were calling some ticky tack fouls on Chris Paul. I thought. Um, yesterday, so Chris Paul fouled out with like eight minutes yeah. to go, which is right that, on a never happens. Foul too. I yeah. was like, really? They're gonna follow him out on that? Wow. Yeah. But it was, uh, what happened with his family? Some, there was a fan that was escorted out that was messing with his mom or something like that. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Chris Paul tweeted out, "Want to find players for saying stuff to the fans, but that fans can put." Their hands on our families. Bleep that. Uh, apparently, somebody put their hands on Chris Paul's mom and his wife, and his wife was pushed in front of Paul's children. Jeez. That happened during the game. Um, this is from Dave McMenamin, a source familiar with Chris Paul's tweet after game four, told ESPN that Paul's mother had hands put on her by Dallas fans, and Paul's wife was also pushed. To make matters worse, Paul's kids witnessed it. The source said they felt very unsafe. Wow. that's And uh, this was from Mark Stein, a statement from the Mavs. The Dallas Mavericks are aware of an incident between a fan and the family of Chris Paul. It was unacceptable behavior and will not be tolerated. The Mavericks along with the American Airlines Arena, swiftly removed the fan from today's game. So, yeah. You don't like to see that crap. I mean, come on now, people. Right? It's At the end of the day, it's, it's a, a game. game. It's a game. Yes, fans are fanatical, and it's fine. Like, loud, loud environments and, you know, yelling at players. Like, that's that's part of the nature of the beast. But to go after to even just think about something like right. that. Right, how does that even cross into your mind and, and think that's acceptable behavior? Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, so the Suns, uh, so that's even of a two games apiece. They'll be back at it on Tuesday night. So no no more off nights for the NBA. It's going to be games every night. Um, I don't think there's even travel days moving forward. So we got Milwaukee-Boston tonight. At 6.30, then 9 o'clock will be Memphis and Golden State. Ja Morant likely out. Yeah. Uh, with that, I think that knee injury. That was a weird-looking injury. He, he grabbed his knee and yanked it. Yeah. I don't know what that was all about. but The pool uh, the pool thing? Yeah. I mean, it. it uh, 
It didn't look like it should have done anything, but, uh, you know, you, you have the right amount of weight on that and just pull it a little bit, then he's he's got some kind of problem. Yeah. It's got a ligament. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so obviously if, if Jaw's not playing on the road – uh, they're in they're in a whole lot of trouble. They got smoked on Saturday night, lost by thirty. Uh, did the uh, did the Grizzlies? As you, you know, it's funny because you know thinking back to that game. Uh, what was it? Tuesday night, Memphis and Golden State, and I think we said it here. I mean, Ja had like forty seven points. Uh, Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole combined to shoot like fifteen percent from three, and Memphis won by like two. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know how, if they shoot regularly, that the Warriors aren't losing. And then the Warriors came out and shot like, you know, out of their minds. They shot 53 percent from three, 63 percent from the field. Steph had 30, Clay had 21, Jordan Poole 27. So I just think this team is outmatched, Memphis, yeah. and and now without Ja, I mean it's. I, I I would be pretty stunned if Memphis found a way to win. Now here's the thing. I mean, remember remember the run they were on, Rock, at the end of the season I without Jaw. They went like twenty and two or something like that without Ja Morant. So I'm a little who disappointed. The, who the hell knows? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in their playoff performance. I I I was ready to pick them to to win the West, actually. I thought heading into the playoffs they were you know, they were primed for that. But yeah. now they just really haven't shown anything yet the playoffs yeah i mean it's it's tough i mean as we learn with the bucks and so many other teams you know you kind of kind of have to take your lumps in the playoffs before you can ultimately get to the uh to the mountaintop so you know last year what they were the eight seed right they they beat golden state in that eight nine play-in game to to make it to the playoffs and i think they i, don't know if, I can't remember if it was dallas i think it might or not dallas uh utah i think it was and they gave them a scare. I think they beat him twice. Um, so I think I think ultimately this is, this team is is going to get there. It's just it's going to take some time. And Golden State, look, they've they've been there before. And the fact that they you know seems like they found another all star kind of just out of nowhere in Jordan Poole. Yeah, he's um, our guy. Yeah, he went I mean, to uh, Rufus King. It's incredible. I mean, he is he's a hell of a player. So. Yeah, uh, Warriors looking like they're going to move on. Suns, I don't know, man. I thought the Suns were going to take care of business, and uh, now that series even up at two games apiece, heading back to Phoenix on Tuesday night. So, um, you know, things are getting interesting here yeah. in this uh, second round, and hopefully the the um, the Bucks can take a take a massive lead on this one. This would be huge if they could take a three one lead heading back to Boston. Yeah, and. Uh, so we will. But if uh, if we don't, and it's evened up going back to Boston, yeah. It's, well, I mean, uh, if, if we don't, then it's Boston kind of did what they had to do, right? I mean, yeah. We said that about the Milwaukee. Don't. They they had to go to Boston and take one or two, and despite the second game being a twenty point spread or whatever it was, it was like, well, we did our job. We we took care of business. We we won game one, and now if we hold serve, we're in good shape. So, yeah, I mean. I wouldn't say the pressure's on, but man, if they could if they could get this one, it would be uh be feeling in pretty good shape. For sure. And we've got uh, an MVP. Yes, we do. It is uh Nikola Jokic. A lot of people it's funny because 
people are all fired up that it's Nikola Jokic right now, and they think it should be Joel Embiid. Um, and maybe, I mean, I don't really disagree. I think, I think all three, I think Giannis deserves recognition as well. I mean, it, it's always a situation, Rock, where, you know, people, and I heard, I don't follow this nearly as closely as like someone like Ryan Rossillo, but he kind of went through it and was like, look, you can't just say, because the, a lot of the advanced stats are why Nikola Jokic won this sure, award. That's, but, yeah. but the funny thing is, a lot of those advanced stats are very high on Joel Embiid too. It's like Jokic is one in like uh, you know plus minus when he, when they're off the floor. Joel Embiid is three. So a lot of these things that have that benefited Jokic also benefited Joel Embiid. It wasn't like this massive discrepancy between all these advanced statistics. And to me, I just I, I take a step back, Rock, and I say. Did you did you look at that Nuggets team without Nikola Jokic? They were terrible. Yeah, like they, they didn't have Jamal Murray, they didn't have Michael Porter Jr., and they were a six seed in the Western Conference. So it's easy to do the revisionist history thing. Both of them were deserving, and Giannis was deserving, in my opinion, too. If any one of those three won, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty awesome. Like they're all really good. So you know, for a, a guy like Nikola Jokic who helped lead the Nuggets to a 48 and 34 record. The Sixers were 3 games better than the Nuggets. It wasn't their seed was better, right? The Sixers were a 4, yeah. Nuggets were a 6. But that's cuz of so the... they were th- 3 games difference. So they were both deserving. Um but the funny thing is what I was going to say is there was a straw poll put out there in late March from Tim Bontemps. And it's not like he Asked people on the street. He asked like a hundred voters what their for all of the awards, and it was like sixty some odd percent were on Jokic. So this really shouldn't come as like a massive surprise to people that that Jokic is going to win this award. It was pretty much put out there end of March that voters were going to vote him to win this award. So that's yeah, what be, I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised <laughs> not at all when I saw that this yeah. morning. I was like, that's yeah, fine. That's what if they you, were going to do. Yeah, if you follow the league or just, you know, if you're follow the league enough to be upset about the MVP award, then <laughs> then you should know that 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 award was out that 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 article was out there, right? Like, if you're a casual fan listening right now, you'd be like, "Oh, that's surprising." But like if you're actually fired up about this award being handed to Nikola Jokic well you should have done a little due diligence and found out yeah "Yeah, this is probably going to happen like you you may disagree rock but like ultimately you you aren't surprised by the fact that Jokic is is winning this award I'm not surprised at all and and I'm not I don't want to say I'm upset about it if Giannis has never won an MVP maybe I'd be a little upset about it like come on what are they but uh since he's won a couple and you know fine whatever I, I don't really care of that much about it anymore and I don't even know if it bothers Giannis he's just focused oh, on yeah. winning a championship so. well and I think too I mean I almost I almost appreciate now as opposed to when we didn't have these advanced statistical categories now all the voters can point to it and be like this is why we voted for him boom 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 this you know they have arguments to 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 back up their claim as opposed to back in the day. It was like, I don't know. I just thought he was better. You yeah. know, it's like now you have, and that's, I mean, look, anyone in Milwaukee that's upset. I mean, I think 
Giannis's second MVP. I think that one he ran away with it. I I, I can't remember if it, it's all blended together. I think some people was it LeBron or some. I, it might have been the bubble year. Was it the bubble year that he won his second MVP? Uh, I can't remember. I, yeah, I think it, it was. all blend. It all blends together. But yeah, I mean, he and beat out the, Harden for the. I think that was the first one, right? Yeah, the first one was Harden. I want to say the second one was LeBron. I think it was, yeah. And and it was just it was kind of the similar situation we have now. It's like look at all these numbers. Like he's the rightful MVP. It doesn't matter. It's a regular season award. And yes, the the Nuggets got bounced in the first round, but it's it's a regular season award. It's always been a regular season award, and that's just uh, just the way it is. But yeah, for Giannis, it's funny because like now that. Bucks, the Bucks and Bucks fans have won the title last year. Like, yeah, okay, cool. We don't care. We just want to win a championship, right? You know, yeah. We've got uh, bigger things in our sights right now. It's you know, if, if the Bucks, if this was one of the years where they weren't very good, and you've got a guy that's up for the MVP. I, I remember when if we'd get the NBA Player of the Week, or God forbid, the Player of the Month, that was a huge deal. It's like you know make a big deal about it at the game. Now Giannis gets it like, you know, he, he wins like three months out of the year. He's the player of the month. So it, we just kind of, oh, Giannis won that again. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, if anyone out there, any hoop heads out there, uh, like uh, just like kind of statistical nuggets, uh, the Twitter feed stat muse is always a fun follow. And, uh, after uh, the Saturday performance, they pointed out Giannis has more 40-point playoff games than Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, and Dominique Wilkins. That's an impressive list. So, yeah, he's he's climbing up some uh, some rarefied air uh, on some people that he's uh, people that he's passing. So, how you feeling for uh, for for game uh, for game four tonight, there, Rock? I, you know, I'm feeling good. I think, uh, I think we haven't shot the ball like we can. Like Grayson Allen hasn't, you know, he had zero points on Saturday. He's going to hit some threes. He could single-handedly win a game for you if he gets hot, you know. So I think some of that is still yet to come. And I know, you know, the Celtics fans are saying the same thing with their guys. Yeah, with the, not Tatum scoring playing the way that he did. Right, that they they can play better, but you know, it's all a I think it's all a result of tough defense on both sides that's creating that, but um I think the Bucks have a higher ceiling. Like we can we can go that much higher yet. I don't know if the Celtics can can play to that high of a level. Well, I'll, I'll bring in the uh the gambling side of things a little bit. You mentioned defense. Uh the total in this series has gone under in every game. Uh, game one, 218 and a half. Game, th- uh, game two was 215 and a half, and then game three as well. So uh, we'll see if it, it trends under. I actually feel like this game, my gut tells me, I haven't, no, I haven't bet any of those. So it's, I'm not standing up here like, oh, yeah, I'm winning money on the unders. So I just, just pointed out that it has been, uh, like you said, a lower scoring series based off of the odds in Vegas. Uh, but I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like this is going to be a little bit of a cleaner game. I think Jason Tatum's going to hit some shots. I think this is going to be, my guess is in the 
112-108 range, something like that. that. That's, you know, final score. So I think we're going to see that. My guess and prediction will be we'll see the highest scoring game we've seen this series tonight. Okay. So that'll be my prediction. All right. Um, so uh, speaking of odds, how about uh, how about Saturday <laughs> afternoon? So I went out. I bought us. Uh, I got us all tickets. Yeah. Uh, you you know, bought everybody like, on the show a ticket. Got everyone a ticket. Very uh, nice. Carrie was White Abario. Rock, you were Zandon. Brian was Tiz de Bomb. Bob was Epicenter. And I rolled with uh, Messier. And uh, I was feeling pretty good. I'm like, one of us is going to win. You know, we've got, we got a couple long shots. There was another horse that I put a little money on, Cyberknife. So I'm feeling, I'm like, all right. I feel like we've got the board painted pretty well. One of us is going to win something. And sure enough, the <laughs> horse that wasn't even in the field when we spoke on Friday, Rock, wins the damn Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike comes out of nowhere and wins the Derby 80 to 1 on the Paramutual odds. So those are the odds at Kentucky Derby. So uh, Paramutual, just it's kind of a fun concept where you're. You're betting against each other, so it's just a big pool of money that you just all pull from. Uh, so there is no house uh, oh, okay. when it comes to the paramutual. But there, oh. you know, here in Vegas, you could bet against the house. Like the tickets that I bought us were actually tickets against the house. Those were fixed odds. So the odds actually change up until they start running. You know, until that last bet is in. Uh, but yes, uh, so the, eighty to that, one on. Uh, go ahead. Well, the, so the odds on the ticket itself aren't uh, aren't the odds like they, they change up until if, race. Yeah, if you bet at uh, it at like Kentucky uh, at Churchill Downs, or if you were at a horse track, let's say that was piped into the paramutual pool. Yes. Oh, it, okay. They are they're always changing the odds that my the tickets that I bought us. Um, those were not changing. Those okay. were fixed. Those are so locked they were, in. They were, those were staying the same. Um, but, yeah, crazy, crazy f- performance. I mean, came out of nowhere. The aerial uh, the aerial shots of it, yeah. Rock, were just remarkable. Yeah, it was Absolutely like he turned remarkable. on the turbo. Just came came from way back in the pack and, and took over. Zandon was, was doing pretty good, too. He's... He came from the pack and all started started pulling out, and I was like, getting a little excited there, Tim. And then, uh, no, then this horse just blew by him. The um, so Zandon finished in third, Epicenter finished in second. So Bob and uh, and you rock. Uh, if we had bet a win place show, uh, Bob I think would have won a couple bucks, and uh, and you would have won a. a a buck or two, but uh, we just did outright winners. Um, the trifecta on a, if you placed a dollar, so they put these up on the NBC broadcast. I had it written down somewhere. I don't have my notes with me, but if you had properly predicted the trifecta of the rich strike epicenter Zandon, that would have brought home 14,000. I think it was like, I think it was like fourteen thousand bucks, maybe a little, uh, wow. maybe a little higher. No, it was like fourteen eight on um, a hundred dollar bet. No, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar. Wow. Man, so, did anyone actually do that? So, so there's ways to bet it. So, a buddy of mine 
and and you know, forgive my ignorance because there's probably some people out there who have bet horses and can make this sound a little better than than I will. But so a buddy of mine actually hit a trifecta, and it wasn't like he went to the counter and was like, "I think Rich Strike, Epicenter, and Zandon are going to win." So what he did was he made a fifty cent bet on the trifecta. However, this is how he did it: he took every horse to win the race. And then he took, I think it was like five horses to win or to finish second and five horses to finish in third. I could get his. So the way it breaks down is it was a 50 cent bet, right? And it ended up costing him about $180 to um, to get that ticket because now you're doing you just have to do the math, right? So he had 30, 360 different combinations to to go tr- win place show, if that makes sense. Sure. So he bought a ticket, 1 through 19, 20 was scratched, and then 21, which was Rich Strike. So he had 1 through 19 and 21 paired with, you know, five people in the second and five in the third, and uh, that's what ultimately allowed him to, uh, to cash. So he... You so know. he he's, he bought a fifty cent ticket for each of those combinations. Correct. So he ended up it was a hundred and eighty dollar ticket, and ultimately he was able to cash. I think he got because it was a fifty cent ticket. So what they showed you on the television was a dollar. So he bought a fifty cent ticket, but a fifty cent trifecta because Rich Strike won what paid out. I think he got like seventy five hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah. Man, gambling's complicated. If you. Uh... Horse racing, I mean, horse racing, gambling, I, I, and that's like, you know, that's the OG, right? That's the one that's been accepted for much longer. And I mean, and I was, I think I was telling you guys on, uh, on Friday's show, like my partner, man, he loves betting the horses and he knew, knows his stuff, but he got, he got shut out because you can't take a stance on, on everyone. So you have to throw out horses, and everybody was throwing out the 21 horse because, I mean, as they said on the broadcast, it wasn't even supposed to be in the race. I think they were, the Rich Strike, I think, was, like, headed to Saratoga, and then one of the horses got scratched late, and uh, they turned around and, and entered the Derby. So it's it's wild. But I'm looking at his ticket right now. So his trifecta had – it was a total of 360 bets – so he had every horse to win. Then in second, he had 3, 6, 10, 12, and 15. And then he had the same in the third spot. And uh, ultimately, he you know was able to uh, to cash that ticket. So wow. Epicenter and Zandon were two of the favorites, and they finished in second and third, respectively. And, and then you had the long shot winning. And sometimes, it's, uh, sometimes you just get lucky, and, uh, and you pull it off. Yeah. I, I got to the to the bar just in time when it's for it to start after the Bucks game. I walked in, the race was on. I was like, "Is this really the race?" You know, you you never yeah. can tell. And uh, everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's going right now." So I saw it, but uh, I didn't. You know, yeah, we were we were sitting there watching it too, and we're like, "Oh," I'm like, I I knew my tickets were pretty much gone from the from the outset, but. I was like, I was, you know, hoping someone would win, but uh, not to be the case. The, the horses that I liked ended up finishing 
15th, 16th, and 18th. So didn't end all that well for me. <laughs> well, and the weekend didn't go so well for the Brewers. They dropped two out of three in yep. Atlanta. Yep, but the Cincinnati Reds won baseball games this week. They did. Folks. They won two. They're red hot now, and, and now we're uh, And now the Brewers head to Cincinnati tonight. We, got, so, we have Woody on the bump tonight. I'm confident we're going to corral the red hot Cincinnati Reds tonight. And uh, keep your eyes peeled. They're slowly uh, trickling out. NFL games uh, throughout the week. The official schedule release will be on Thursday, but the NFL, because they are the kings and can't be stopped, uh, they are just dropping little uh, little breadcrumbs for us to uh, to gobble up. So week two, we have a Monday night football doubleheader: Bills, Titans, and Eagles, Vikings. So slowly but surely, we will keep getting these uh, these games to to be dropped out there for us. And where are, where's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? Are they on, what are they on? Uh, NFL They're Network? Monday Night or? Football. Oh, Monday Night Football. Okay. I just yep. saw them on ABC doing some kind of barbecue thing on Good Morning America this morning. Yep, Couldn't tell what they were Monday Night Football. Doing. It's very, uh, it'll be odd. Odd to see those two on uh, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, well. That is, that, and they still haven't, I don't think they've, uh, uh, they have Burkhart, but they don't think they've announced who the, his color analyst is yet for okay. Fox. So we don't know the number one team for Fox. But, yeah, uh, stay tuned. You'll probably get a Packer game leaked out there before Thursday. But the schedule does come out Thursday night, and uh, the NFL just remains king because they just stand and say, look at us. We'll, we'll release <laughs> games, and uh, people will lose their minds. So. They are the they they are the monsters.